And we're live. Is that first, your whole introduction? No, but this is the first episode of the podcast. We the got your old podcast. Do we even have a name yet? No, we gotta figure out a name. We can do that today. We can discuss that. That's one of our by the end. We're in the dorm building in an undisclosed location that you will never find out. Can't let them find out. For our safety and yours. Definitely everyone's safety. We got the tech man, Randini Scamini, Little Tony, and Uncle Herbie here. Yeah. AKA White Chocolate. <laughs> uh, Randini Scamini, AKA. I'm just the Stone. retard. We'll come out right out on the bat. Off the bat, I'm stoned right now, and uh, we're going to talk about a lot of controversial things. I feel like it's fair to say that we're all retards and we're all stoned right now. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's not far from the truth. <clears throat> so, we have a couple hot topics that we want to talk about today. Uh, if you couldn't tell already, we're uh, going for the stoner audience here. We believe very firmly in free loving and free smoking. Go free the peace, you know. Peace. Peace the free and (coughs) free of the peace. Take your peace out. Just peace everywhere. Peace. Free peace be the joy. It looks like we have our first casualty of the podcast. Ryland Amato has just died on air. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here. I'm just yeah lost in the sauce. So what? I think we were talking a second ago about what uh, paranoia. Yeah, being paranoid, paranoia. Being paranoid mm-hmm. while you're high. Well, my theory is that the bad effects of weed are really just uh, ways to keep you in check and keep you doing things that are good for you. Like, when you get thirsty, you need to drink some fucking water. When you get paranoid, you need to clean your fucking act up. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a warning to not get in trouble. Yeah, and like, it sucks, but that means you gotta change something, and then it won't suck anymore. Interesting. That happens to me a lot. What, you get paranoid? Yeah. I don't really get... I just feel like, whenever I'm in, like big crowds and it's really loud like you're really loud i just get super paranoid (laughs) i feel like that's just because it most of our lives it wasn't really socially acceptable that's a very recent thing like you can walk around walmart just smacking a dab cart now and no one really cares but like 10 years ago that just wasn't a thing like people had to hide in the woods even within five years you know, we got legalized in the majority of the states in the United States. I won't say now. majority yet, but a lot okay. of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my vision for the future. We want to get to a majority. Let's do it. All 50 in the territories, baby. Let's make it federally. Let's do a federal. Let's get it over with. I'm not, I'm not 100% an advocate for making it federal. Yeah, because the government's really bad at... I know you're not a big things. fan of taxes. Not a big we fan can talk about that as well. No. 
I'm not going to discuss That's how you my... have your tax rate on. We have a... Yeah, let's have a rule of no <laughs> implicating yourself. That's not a rule. I'm just not going to discuss any... Uh, okay, how about we don't, though? I, I, I don't... You know, I'm not going to discuss anyone I represent here. Besides myself. No financial... No. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. There's a lot of ways to dox someone on the internet. I'm very good at it. I'm a, I'm a great businessman. Allegedly. I love giving back. I like to, every year I like to, um, I'm always messing with something. Every year I like to, to find one thing to get back to in the community. Whether it's, um, the first year I did it, I gave to an Indian tribe. I gave a, a 20 tons of dirt for a parking lot. And, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I thought you were for real. No, I am for real. I, I donated 20 tons of dirt. What the fuck do they need dirt for? They wanted to make a parking lot. So I with said... The, with, with what cars? They're not like Native Americans. They were like Indians, as in... What do they need dirt for? They don't have dirt in at India? Their te- no, no, not not in India. They're, they're at their temple, where they go to, you know, their church. Um, that doesn't <coughs> clarify anymore. Well, I don't think they're called churches. Temples. They're called temples. I believe they're called temples. But... They need dirt, so I, I said, you know, let's get these guys some dirt. And that was the first year I did it, so... Are you dead ass? Are yeah. you dead ass, my guy? Yeah, like, I'm dead ass. I give <laughs> dirt. I give, I, give, I, I give something back every year. I give something back. Absolutely dumbfounded, right? Yeah, now. like, that's, that's my My goal is, the better, you know, it's the better off I get, the, the more I get back, you know, more than once a year, multiple times a year. All, it, all it, you can give back, the better off you are. There was a uh, phenomenon around Christmas. I guess it goes on all the time, but it gets really popular around Christmas that I heard about. Pay it forward? Um, No, that's one as well. But the specific one that I heard about was donating animals to villages in need. So you could donate them like a chicken or a goat. If you don't want to get a real gift for somebody, you can just give them like a certificate that says there's a village that has a goat now because of you. And it gets them, like, milk and shit and eggs and free food, you know, value. But it's really, it's pretty expensive. They come from, like, 250 I mean, you could do cheap ones for, like, $50 or $20. You know what pet I would love to have? A pig. They are so smart. I've always wanted a pet pig. They're, or a pet raccoon. Oh, a pet raccoon. My friend Chandler awesome. had a pet raccoon. They're very intelligent animals. Very intelligent. Skunks, too. Skunks. I don't know if they're intelligent, but they're very, very, very... Wait, uh, are you saying raccoons, raccoons are intelligent? Or yeah, pigs? raccoons are very intelligent. His okay. raccoon Not can open the drawers and pig, though, open really? cans. Can we, can we look? This will be the first thing. Which one's more intelligent, a raccoon or a pig? Uh, we have also can-opening raccoons. They've been recorded to have that level oh, of intelligence. Oh, mouse. Um, Just fucking up our audio levels. Can you get us to All the different shit on this desk falling over. <laughs> How do you rank intelligence between species? I have no idea. That's... Thank you, C.A. Alex. I mean, I don't see him doing math. It just says that they have high IQ levels and that it's 
the most similar to humans than most high. other animals. They but have it doesn't. Hands. It doesn't How does give a raccoon compare to a And dolphin? they're not even the same level of comparison <laughs> because it considers pigs about the same level as three-year-old children, which is a completely <laughs> different comparison. Okay, so that's like that's in comparison. So this is the one for a pigs at dot org. This one's a dot com. So. That kind of would explain why it's such a crappy answer that they're giving me for a raccoon, maybe. <laughs> Fake news. It's, yeah. It's not that credible. Oh, now he's going to Google Let's Scholar. Google it on Google That's, Scholar. I don't know about that. That's... Oh, really? Yeah. This guy doesn't know about sound waves. I know about sound waves. I am sandwich. We're all sound waves. <coughs> Eating stupid pigs. Yeah, we're not finding what is anything. The context? So, either way, they're both very intelligent <coughs> animals. That, that part has been confirmed. How about we do a tier list of the intelligence of all the animals? Because I have some mm. opinions on this. Mm-hmm. I've, I've uh, done some research. I've perused the knowledge. Do you, do you think... There's any way that in the future animals could evolve to become better than us as humans. So, like, I guess essentially what I'm saying is like where we fall in the food chain. I would say we're, we're at the much, top. I would say we're at the top. Yeah, we'll we're definitely. At the at the top. I don't think that's an opinion. We're at the we're top. We're definitely we at the guns. top now. But is there a chance or like? Do you think it could happen where there's an animal that could become a a great competitor to the top of the food chain with us? Maybe not... Be and all of a sudden, dolphins are just like not, the shit. Yeah, not top <laughs> us, but kid, maybe, yeah. Think about that. Think about one day, dolphins are just like the second like most highest in class creature in I would probably. I would probably laugh a little bit because I think we you know, deserve you're, it. You're cruising down the street in your 64 Impala and there's dolphins over there laughing at you off the coast. Yeah. I think I don't think we would be I able mean, it's to possible. get along with them. Uh, no, I, I think they would they would they would probably talk a lot of garbage on us. We actually. do have a pretty good relationship with dolphins. Even though we fuck up their habitat, they like us. If you ever see videos of dolphins and humans, they're having a, just a jolly old fucking time. You know, it's the best thing in the world. They are. He's he's still on this raccoon thing. Can we look into dolphins? I, I don't understand how the interspecies diplomacy is going to work. What about dolphins? I don't know. Can I see a video of dolphins interacting with humans? They're very uh, rapey with humans. What? You just said... What? Hold on. Source. Source. Well, I've, I've heard that the anatomy of um, reproductive organs between dolphins and humans is pretty close. So, if there's a reason, video? that's it. Yeah. Well, maybe there's a bunch of reasons. Sound I'm not a dolphin. So that uh, it doesn't flare in our speaker or mic here. I think it would. One thing I do know is that dolphins are kind of fascinated with pregnant women because they communicate with uh, ultrasonic waves and they can you hear can two heartbeats instead of one. Mm. And it, like, blows their mind that there's two heartbeats instead of just one. Whoa, that's actually awesome. Can we see a video of that next? 
I can try to. You think we could train dolphins to see if you got cancer or something? (laughs) No, but they are trying to do that with bees. Apparently, bees are capable of detecting like those kinds of toxins and stuff out of the air. Uh, I will pull that up. I do know a little bit about that. Just in bees. Aren't they training dogs to do that too? Look at that, and that's a dog. They can sniff you out. They know if you have low blood sugar or if you're going to have a seizure. Uh, We'll go to the Smithsonian.org. I kind of wish I could see the world through dog's eyes or cat's eyes, you know, Mm -hmm. just for a day. You know, just understand it the way they understand it. And, like, see what it's like to be cooped up in one smaller area. All right, so what I'm reading uh, right now, apparently bees are even better than, like, bloodhounds and stuff at doing, like, police work in terms of, like, smelling and stuff because they can detect... Uh, they can detect drugs and other various toxic chemicals in the parts per million range. And, parts uh, per million? Yeah, and they'll actually react to just, like, mo- just a couple molecules in a room. And uh, apparently with, like, a specialized glass tube. Uh, the, and, like, the person will breathe through it. And if they have, like, cancer or, like, some kind of drugs in their if you system, thought that the, the bees police... can be trained to, like, move to certain areas within it or something. That's insane. Like that. That's crazy. How do you train bees? That means the bees are all the way up in their trees, and they're and they can also did it. They smell the pot on me all the way up there. Dude. <laughs> they can even like detect diseases like stinks. tuberculosis and diabetes. If supposedly. you thought that the police have ingredients and explosives, and they just have to be trained to react to certain chemicals, I guess. I don't know how they would go about doing that. Oh, it's uh, pheromones. Uh, okay, that makes sense because so they're, they're contro- trained to smell yeah, stuff and so flowers. Yeah, so it smells. Kind That's of. why they can smell weed because it comes from a flower. A this is my own opinion, weed. not scientific fact, by the way. <laughs> you are no scientist, huh? Wait, wait, wait! I'm a bit of a scientist. Bees can they can be trained in about ten minutes. <laughs> and have an accuracy rate of 98%. No way. In this test they were doing... This is the future. Dogs are only accurate 71% of the time. Oh, so the that's, die. So just keep yeah. that in mind when, when you, you like talk about... Years. Yeah. When you talk about them using police dogs to... Uh, as, as a basis for searching things. Um, you know, 71% of the time... Dogs are, I don't know, I, I think bloodhounds are probably a lot better. That's probably just an on average number. Well, they're more dangerous, for sure, until you get a motherfucker that's allergic to bees. But you're also not going to have drug-sniffing bees. You know, you're not going to have a bee unit. Yeah, they will. They should. The police are not going to. If you thought it was bad when they had dogs, just wait until you get cornered and these motherfuckers oh, pull out a jar of bees. <laughs> they're going to have killer and wasps. you breathe They're going to have the killer, the, killer, the killer wasps. Come on, boy. Go get him. Do you remember the killer hornets well, that were going around honestly, during COVID? If they had hornets on the police force, they could fucking paralyze you with the venom. Like, if they the, develop special bees. The killer yeah. hornets. So I, I like know a surprising bees. amount of bees because I have beekeeper friends back home. And I've actually walked up and scooped up a handful of bees. And they're surprisingly, like, friendly and won't fuck with you or sting you if you don't fuck with them. Like, they can almost detect when you're scared of them because of pheromones and stuff. It's but like if you dogs. just, like, chill the fuck out... And just, like, calmly, like, try and pick one up. Like, they'll lick your hands and shit and crawl around on you. And, like, they don't want to sting you because they'll die if they sting you. Like, 
we have an agreement. Yeah. Like when you're when you're outside working all summer, you know, a lot of times when you're doing mulch installs and it's 89, 90 degrees outside, there's going to be a lot of bees around your around flowers putting in mulch. I've hit hornets or, nests with weed whackers. Or, or you're out cutting Jeez. grass. Ground bees. I don't, I'm not even talking about hitting that Ground stuff. Ground bees? Yeah, but I'm not even talking about that stuff. I'm just saying, like, they'll fly up, they'll fly on you. All you do is just keep doing whatever you're doing. Like you said, they, they leave you alone. But yeah, ground ground bees are a thing. There's there's a lot of underground nests. And they're so, territorial. They'll chase you away from the home while you're weed whacking you're, or you're cutting just, grass. Yeah, you're just driving your lawnmower or you're weed whacking, and then all of a sudden... You're you surrounded know. by fucking bees. Yeah. And they chase you off the property. They that's aren't for happy sure. either. Yeah, I, I wouldn't come back. But like honeybees aren't really territorial so much. Like they kind of just move around. They yeah, just like go. they just want to make their honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just grinding, bro. They're looking for a bag. Now, I, I think an interesting thing in the animal kingdom is the way that sex works between different species, because it doesn't always work the same way. Where is this going? Now. That's the reason why, if you look at my search history, there's a, a bunch of searches for animals having sex. It's nothing else uh, to do with my own personal lifestyle. Uh, it's research uh, for research purposes. Wait, what? Were they were they videos? I'm not gonna get into it because <laughs> it would probably bore you uh, with you know all the stuff that I read and watched. But wait, so what about? Wait a second. Like what kind of animals? Can I hold on? Okay, I let's need, take I need a snack. I I got the munchies. There's a there's chocolate over there. All right, let let's say we're pretty biased coming from the human perspective because we think of it as working uh, one way, and that's the only way that it would ever work for us. This is the human way. Yeah, because that's well, what your brain positions. tells you to do. No, there's many that's positions. The the, and I mean, you're not just okay. Never mind. Sides of positions. There's multiple holes. Now that's true. That's got to be for a reason as well. It was more than just a mouth and yeah. The obvious. Are you guys talking about people or animals? No, still? people. <laughs> people. Let's not get shut down on the first episode. Do you think episode. animals have oral sex? Monkeys definitely do. Really? I saw a monkey pee its own mouth it. at the zoo once. You think that's for sexual pleasure and not just because it's a retarded <laughs> it monkey? <laughs> it was definitely doing it for another reason than it was thirsty. They also throw their own shit. It's not like they're into fucking, you know, throwing shit. Right? Am I crazy I, for that? I have no idea what motivates Maybe them. the monkey was a freak. What motivates the monkey? Guys, this is Peter the monkey here. He is our shit-throwing monkey. He, uh... <laughs> <laughs> He gets bored and throws his shit at the uh, enclosure window here, so enjoy. Yeah, we're actually being looked into by people. While Peter we're talking right about throwing poop, did you guys have that person in your high school? Did every high school like have that person? Record scratch. Yeah. Pause. No, they just like made poop a the fucking walls. mess in the bathroom. Poop yeah, all yeah, over yeah, the walls. Yeah, yeah. The walls, shitter, the artist, Who whatever. Who the fuck does that? Now you lost me the at first. I was a little artist. bit confused. Oh, no, no, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. Uh, so, like, did every school have one of those? Listen, yes. We had multiple. Yes. I think the bathrooms in general in high school are just nasty. 
Mm-hmm. And college. Yeah, I don't even. <laughs> yeah. Spe- yeah, dorm buildings are bad. Even it's in really right just now. any place where there's too many people. You know, there's more people than would be expected to use a bathroom. Men, men and women, for the record, there too. Yeah, they no women go crazy sometimes too. Yeah, they everybody shits. You know, doesn't girls matter who poop. you think you are. Yeah, girls don't fart. You know, source. Well, don't CNN. you pee in her butt to make a baby? Well, I tried that, and she came back with an infection, not a baby. So, I don't think we have that one verified yet. Are we still talking about animals in the UK? They're talking about what? butt infections. We're not talking about any of this. I'm just watching the video of the dolphin talking to the diver that's playing right now. Dolphin <laughs> asks diver for help. Yeah, the dolphin... I forgot about the video. The dolphin had a hook stuck in her flipper. <gasps> this is what I mean. I mean, like you said, the dolphins, they really... Yeah, none of these fucks have thumbs. That's why we're at the top of the food chain. That is when true. something evolves a thumb, then we're going to be a little bit scared. There are animals out There's there with monkeys, thumbs. Because cones. What? Well, they have thumbs, but they don't use them in the same way that we Raccoons do. Raccoons have thumbs? Yeah. Yeah, Some they cats do. have Opposable thumbs. Opposable thumbs? Oh, yeah, 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 Raccoons actually, have, yeah, like, do. hands. Yeah, kind of. That's seen why that, they can actually, grab stuff. Right. And they, like, wash their food before they eat it and shit. That's and just... they wash their hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they're cute as shit. But <laughs> they are. I agree. Can we look a video of them up? Yeah. That's uh, awful. Wait, I got a better video to show you. I mean, wouldn't you be pissed if if you were just chilling and all of a sudden something bounces off your head and it fucking something threw it at you? No. Because that's how we evolved and we started hunting animals that way. We changed the game. And then we invented bows and arrows and shit. We we made it more efficient. We don't own... So many of them. We don't own the sound to this video. <laughs> this guy fluted them. He's charming... He's charming 20 raccoons. 20 raccoons with a fucking flute. Those are big... And they're big all just giant. coming out of the woods and sitting to listen to the music How he's is playing. this real footage? Holy shit, the there's like 20... Too. There's like... Oh, they there's almost 30 coming. now. Okay, I have a video for you next. <laughs> Look at these little buggers. Or chonkers. What are, what? Yeah, they just keep coming. <laughs> There's so is, fucking many. Alex's, the little dames he comes up with are hilarious. Are buggers, chonkers, but You've never heard Holy of those, dude? That, that was like a big thing. Dude, this is insane. They just keep coming. And like, you see how friendly they are? They look like dogs. They just want to listen to the music. They're like the Doobie Brothers. Oh, now, if these raccoons decided to attack this man right now, I don't feel confident that he would survive. Yeah, they're outnumbering him. And those are some... <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Alex, this is so. like 30 raccoons. <laughs> He's probably fucking sweating right now. There are so many. He didn't Look expect this kind of one turnout. Is. Look wow. at this one. This might be the craziest Okay, I was, in, I was in Central Park late at night. And uh, first of all, I've seen multiple raccoons in Central Park. Um, we, we had to trap one at my house before. For real? Yeah, we relocated them, but it was... One in a box? Um, no, yeah, in a, in a trap, trap, just a, in a, a raccoon trap, because he kept... You say it, that like I know what it is, but it's like a, it's I a, feel like everyone else you know yeah, knows what it is. Yeah, I know what that is. It yeah, is, because you're, you're, not, you're not from here, I guess. I'm a city slicker. Yeah, it's a, it's a cage with a trap door, and they go in, and they get to the <coughs> gate, and then it closes the door. Yeah, they can't they lock, come back. They lock. It's like they're in jail. 
They're in a portable jail. They're fucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's handles on top to like pick it up and move them, and you can let them back out. It's just well, to get them away from your you, shit. This yeah. raccoon tormented me and my older brother for four or five years. Okay. Years. years. Yeah. <laughs> they live a long time. You going to say like weeks? No, no. He tormented <coughs> us for years because he was smart. First of all, we had regular garbage cans for maybe the first two years, okay? This yeah. raccoon figured out how to take his hands and simply take the lid off like a person. <laughs> okay? He would just take the lids off, go in, take his bag out, no. and he'd go at it. There's like 40 now. I think it's the same video on repeat. This is insane. Oh, yeah. You guys have only watched it for three minutes. So we probably watched it like three times. times. I watched it at least like five times. <laughs> so, so anyways, this rack. So then we get like a one of them. You know them little containers you put your your cans in. Yeah, we got one of them. He figured out how to open that fucking thing. It had locks on it. He figured out we we. What? So then we got a camera when we got this because he was still getting in. We'd watch him. He would go and unlock the latches, open the doors, pull the cans out, take the lids off the cans. And eat the garbage. And pull his bag out. I'm sure from the raccoon's perspective, it's like all this free fucking food is being left out. And you're like, wait, why don't better. I just... So then we get 25-gallon full-size garbage cans. They're bigger than these desks in front of us. So think of these are the big commercial cans. Like on a dumpster. They're on wheels already. Okay, they're big, they're big cans. We're like... And it says like it's animal proof. Like, there's no way. Quote, unquote, animal. There's no way this little fat fuck's getting in here. (laughs) (laughs) I think I know where the story's going. He would climb on top of these garbage cans and just open the lids. The lids swung open like a dumpster lid. And he opened it while he was standing on it. That's impressive. That's a lot of strength. He would hang off off the bar, and then there was a bar on the side. (laughs) Because this was a big raccoon. I'm talking, he's like, he's he's probably this, he was like one of the ones in the video. You're was, shitting me. No, this was like one of them ones in the video. It's gotta be four they, or five. They get the size of like small dogs. Yeah, they, they get big. Oh, yeah. He was a big rat, and he was long. They're long. Yeah. So he has, he has some spread. Yeah. So I, my dad was like, I'm gonna shoot the damn thing. I was like, no, we're not gonna kill him. I mean, he's a raccoon. He's just doing what raccoons do. So we trapped him. And he goes, you got to get rid of him. And I said, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So we, we took him. So when we <clears> first <throat> trapped him, I... Your dad I, wants to take the raccoon well, no, out to the boonies here's the thing. and put a bullet in well, his head. Yeah, well, when we trapped him, I said, you know what? I want to look this bastard in his eyes. He's been torturing Henry us for, for years. <laughs> so I go outside. Look up, look ah. up, look up hissing raccoon. Hissing? Wait, hissing or hissing? hissing. Hold hissing. on, hold on. Man feeds dozens of raccoons as per dying wife's wish. Don't they sound wish. like a cat? Yes, and they also get very aggressive with their paws. It's like they're saying, fuck you. Angry raccoon in the cage we were just talking yes. about. This, this is exactly what I had going on here. Let's see this fuck. It was, it was a very angry raccoon. Oh, yeah, I bet. Because he knew. Because you broke up his fucking racket. You blew up his spot. And, yeah, I was telling him all about it. I was like, I got you. I've been watching you on cameras for years, and you've been just tormenting me. Yeah, look at him. There he is. Look at that sorry little bastard. <laughs> that's how I, cause that's what I was saying to him. He wasn't <laughs> having it. You're like, look at you now. You feeling lucky, punk? 
I can't get the sound to work. I think it's playing in the studio. Oh, software. the sound's off. Turn it on. Yeah, when I turn it on, nothing happens. We don't need to fuck with all that right now. Oh, it looks so sad. Yeah, he, no, that's the face of guilt. That's the face they, of defeat. So they, I think they know guilt because if you look... My dog does. Well, your dog definitely does. But look at him. Look at his hands. You see his hands? <laughs> he got literal fingers. He could just turn them things around and be like, fuck you. That is pretty... Once they start walking on two legs, we're fucked. But look at... look at They you, already do. Look at they his do? eyes. Yeah. yeah. I, how have they missed all these raccoon Not all the time, though. Look, he's putting up his spine in self-defense. He's getting ready to fight. His little red rocket's out. That's no, his that's, his other, <laughs> that's his leg or his tail. But his he knows stomach. guilt. You see, no, he knows guilt. Stomach, I think. Now, no, if it's I, I me, I'm taking that cage and I'm fucking throwing it down a hill. I think it's scared. Yeah, he's mm. guilty. Look, he knows what he did. Oh, yeah, he's like, are you going to fuck me up? Well, it's a wild animal. So. Yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely scared. I feel no pity. <clears throat> I don't know if that makes me a bad person. No, because he can be relocated. As long as they don't kill him. I mean, I don't think there's a reason to kill them. Yeah, if you think down. about it, think about it. You took this raccoon's <clears throat> home to begin with. Okay, the raccoon ate a lot of stuff before it ate our garbage. Mm -hmm. And we just moved in our neighborhoods. I don't think they were necessarily very majestic creatures before we started putting trash out, if you know what I'm saying. They were always scavengers. So you're saying, like, we're more... We're definitely we're contributing to them. Yeah, well, we have a bigger impact on everything. Yeah. yeah. We have more output than a raccoon, for sure. For sure. Yeah, when are they going to start making democracy and shit? We're, we're carrying all the weight. Well, you never know. What if they are? Yeah, little raccoon villages. That's true. Um, I would welcome like them with open guy, arms. That guy fluting them, you know? Like, they're having, yeah, they're building they're, alliances. Yes. They're networking. <clears throat> See, the, yeah, that's the real thing. Once once other species invent language, it's pretty much done for us. Well, I mean, other animals can have their own ways of communicating already, mm -hmm. and some of them are more advanced than others. Dolphins, in a sense, do have language. Yeah, and it's just, it's honestly, like, I'm pretty sure it's all ultrasonic, which is above, like, 20 kilohertz or some bullshit. Really? And uh, it's just inaudible to humans. But sound travels way better through water and liquid than it does through air. So they can communicate, like, miles apart. Like Snapchat. With ultrasonic waves. In a way? Kinda. Because I'm sure each one has a specific set of tones that's basically their name or a way to identify them. However, like a trucker with a call sign, you know? Rubber ducky, rubber ducky, big old rubber ducky, come on back. Yeah, this is Blackhawk down to Rubber Ducky. We got a 42 on the 33. Eyes up. Over. I don't know what the fuck that guy just said. <laughs> I thought you were a trucker, man. I don't, I, I don't even know what that was. Just make some shit up. I don't up. think truckers talk like that. Me either. Don't truckers have, like, a real code? Well, I don't know. I was talking more like a police officer. I yeah. could really only do one walkie-talkie yeah, impression. Yeah, like, sounded like 309. Oh, that fat donut-eating fuck. Aren't they all? We have a specific stance on law enforcement here. Um, not to get into anything, but I'd say we don't like them. 
Is that fair? It's definitely fair that we don't like them. And they don't like us? I'm we, definitely not. Everyone has their own opinion. Okay, but in terms of their opinion of us, they might not be uh, as forgiving, let's say, uh, because of you know certain tendencies that, that certain members of the cast have. We're not going to get into it yet, but uh, Wait, there's some good stories. You guys talking about me? Yes. Sorta, yeah. Yes. Oh, I was. You actually get us into the most trouble with the police if we were keeping tallies of it. I also. I don't know. I was doing it before you guys were here. Well, no. Hey, listen, buddy. I've been getting arrested since forever. No, I just want to clear the air. When we say police here, we're talking about campus police, not. I also don't really like regular police. I'll let that be known. I don't have any interactions. I respect their job. I haven't really had any interactions with them, let alone bad ones, but campus police? Yeah, you should be thankful for that. I don't want to have to interact with with police, you know, uh, regular law enforcement officers, but, you know, if I have to, then it's just a respect thing. You respect them, but um, the, the campus officers, they really seem like they have it out for college kids sometimes. I know that's probably their job as, you know, campus police officers, but... Shouldn't they be on our side? I wouldn't even say they should be on our side, but more or less, they should be here to just hold the line, you know? If if we're not burning couches and riding in the streets, are we really doing that much harm, you know? Is there an energy drink in there? Yeah. You gonna take it? Yeah. Would you like, uh, pomegranate blue black? Perfect. So, and if Mountain Dew, if anyone works hey, for Mountain Dew out wait, there... can we say brand names? Well, I, if you work for Mountain Dew out there, Let's I'd like you to... Let's not get the podcast... This is not a sponsor. We is, just like Mountain Dew. Well, yeah, we like Mountain Dew, but Mountain like Dew... Like a lot. Mountain <coughs> Dew, if you're, if you're out there and you are looking to sponsor a podcast, we would love to work with you. Um, but that's just if you're willing to talk. I'd be willing to drink Mountain Dew... During every podcast. Especially these energy drinks. And I know my liver and kidneys are gonna thank me for that. I don't know if I Take can... out the aspartame and the sucralose. Yeah, we have a couple of hot takes on the new Kickstart energy drink. Let's start off. Uh, it's great. We love it. It has city cooling in it. Awesome chemical. Good for your brain. I should probably not drink this. I'll We're heavy on that. Sleep. It's pretty late. Right yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more than we late. realize. <clears throat> definitely late. Um, We're going pretty strong here. Like, yeah. I, th- I feel like we thought it would be an issue to to kind of find things to talk about. I don't you think get it's hard it, for us to yeah. talk to each other. I could talk to you motherfuckers all day. Mm-hmm. We already do. Yeah. Was, the point is figuring out when to stop it. The yeah. ridiculous part is that I have to work tomorrow. You know, Should we go for, like, hours, like Joe Rogan, or, like, 40 minutes? I think, like, 40. Like, I like an hour. I mean, I don't really get a say. An I'm just saying, like, time. if yeah, I was a viewer, I would have a guest like, guy. <laughs> you know, I like the three-hour podcast. Come on to the podcast one time, and he's got opinions. I, well, I appreciate your input. We do. We do appreciate the input here. But I, you know, I will say I like the the longer podcast sometimes because either when you're driving on a long trip or like you know when you when you're at work you can break it up. So if you get in the morning and it's slow and you're getting there while you're catching up on emails, you put the podcast on while you're catching up on emails, 
then you get busy, so you gotta pause it. What happens when you forget what they're talking about? Rewind a little bit Rewind. because the subject changes a lot. See, yeah. I have the opposite issue. Like, I don't have enough time in a day to listen to something long, really, ever. Get this in guy's s- a working man. Get in the sales. How about we 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 put out three hour long episodes and cut up forty minutes of the best stuff. I don't know if that's like too labor intensive right now. But I think that could be a good idea. Yeah, definitely. Two versions, because if you want to hear the entire elaboration and the build-up and the you know all the other shit, then you go to the long version. If you're a real fan, let's say, you know, not discriminating against those of us who uh, work for a living and don't have time, because everybody's got to grind now. You know, it's 2022. The economy's for shit. You know, if you're not jacking off to bitcoin and nfts then you're behind if you don't chew big red then fuck you we are also not sponsored by big red no but that that's a great movie we're not sponsored by that movie either don't even say the name (laughs) oh god there's so much you know this is thank god for business law what a great class yeah and you're going against all the laws right now i know as you can see i don't i'm I'm the topic of discussion in that class. Well, yeah, Rylands has made a big splash in the business world in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. If you want to tell people about that, give a little plug. Well, I like to, to think of myself as the next Belfort. Um, business excites me. It truly excites me. Sexually. Not sexually, but... <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, no maybe not necessarily but um we don't have to get in anything directly uh but i love selling things i love sales uh customer service logistics all great things i'm in love with all of those uh different types of business so yeah i i enjoy it um what was I talking about? Well, I if you were to catch him at a better time, I, I think I, there would be I a lost, more in-depth explanation. Yeah, but I, I lost my train of thought. Oh, boy. You just got to hate This doesn't that. happen often. It doesn't happen. It happens pretty often. Yeah, with but me, But, like, actually. when he talks business, like, you saw him You'll that go on that and night. on, yeah. Yeah, like, so if we want to talk about uh, business, you know, important things are customer service relationships and, and maintaining that relationship with the customer. Especially nowadays, it's no, business. I, I want to hear what the controversial opinions on business are. That's what I'm interested in in everything. Controversial opinions in business would are be... Are you talking about, like, socialism? Uh, here's, a, here's a big one right now. Mask, I'm a fan of socialism. Mask and, mask and vaccine mandates. In, um, Ooh, we're getting topical. Contemporary. Um... Ma- mask and vaccine mandates in workplaces. So that's a, a big thing right now. Um, I, I notice when I talk to someone that works somewhere or multiple people that work at the same place, but they don't even know each other. Um, they'll, they'll talk about, some people will say, you know, we've been wearing masks for the whole pandemic now. Well, where are we going with this? 
Well, what I'm getting, you said controversial business topics. You get to the mask and vaccine mandates. We're getting there. So the people, you know, the, everyone has their own opinions, and they're all... Some people are really upset over the, the mask mandates that are still are in the business. What's going on in Canada right now with the truckers yes, over yes. the mask and vaccine mandates? Yeah, so they're I'm they're not. so if you're not you aware don't know about it? I do not if actually you're, I'm yeah, blissfully unaware. Pull this up. So truckers are shutting down um, Canada. They also shut down one of the bridges leading from Detroit to Canada from they're what on I strike? read. They're yeah. they're striking over it's the called the Freedom Convoy. They're actually gonna drive to D C in March. And they're warning people in the U.S. Uh, of supply shortages that are going to be coming. The truckers are letting us know ahead of time because they don't want us uh, to... Bunker down. I think U.S. truckers might even join. It Actually, like, that's, that's exactly what's going to happen. I think that's what they're doing. They're, they're, warning, they're, they're warning us. They're going to D.C. Uh, in March. Word um, of advice to all our listeners out there. Start hoarding for the impending apocalypse. Oh, uh, one quick thing about the... Grab canned goods. About the Freedom Convoy, items. they started a GoFundMe mm-hmm. and raised oil. like eight million dollars. It got shut and down, and then it it got shut down. And the Canadian government passed something allowing them to freeze the bank accounts of anyone that's donated or received any more than twenty five dollars. So they're treating it like a fucking Antifa. Yeah, they're like trying to shut it down. Shut now, it down. You- anyone supporting the. Right. So there's what what's the White House doing? Does it say anything about the 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 uh, them going to D.C. in this article? Because they, they they do have that in plans. Now, personally, and I'm I'm wondering if that's going to cause major supply issues here. And we're already having supply issues in the United mm-hmm. States as it is with the pandemic, um, and just with the the state of the economy starting back up. So if if this is the case, and it's going to happen here in the U.S. We could be looking at major logistical supply chain issues. Uh, in my could be opinion, catastrophic. And that isn't even including the fact that all the people working at the shipping docks and like the, getting the fucking boats in and getting all the containers unpacked and onto every trucks. Every piece of the supply chain. Every piece of the supply chain is down bad right now. Like, uh, and in, we're getting hit with some of the worst inflation we've had in a long time. Stuff's about to get really expensive, that. and there's not going to be a lot of it on the shelves. Have the you guys seen any of the? Forty years. Have you guys seen any of the pictures of like Walmart's and Giant Eagles and shit why. putting up cardboard like? posters of like stock shelves to fill in the gaps just to make it appear that like there's north korea yeah like uh, we live in a (laughs) fucking dystopian nightmare yeah and isn't that great what about big data i'm like yeah don't even get me started on big data that's a whole (laughs) podcast on it's by itself randini could have his own solo uh interview here on on big data he's very familiar with it it's quite alarming, actually, big data. And I know almost nothing, but I have a lot of opinions. I have no clue what it is. So that that was one side of it was the mask stuff and this this freedom convoy. But the other thing is the ma- the the vaccine stuff going on in workplaces. A lot of employees, um, a lot of truck drivers, particularly, are leaving the industry, as well as in many other industries. A lot of people are leaving. Um, there's nurses I know that refuse to get a. a a vaccine. Um, there's people in pretty much every industry that don't want to get the Nurses vaccine. Nurses don't want to get the vaccine. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. There's, there's a lot of them. There's actually a YouTube video that surfaced of a nurse uh, pleading to a local political leader. Um, I watched recently. I'm not sure if it's up anymore. Do you guys agree with that? She Do you was. Think we should not. She was a head of a um, head of a 
an organization actually for leading nurses. Um, she was actually deployed into New York. I believe she was from Dallas. I want to say maybe or she was from another state and she ended up getting sent to New York to work on the COVID floor uh, in the, from the beginning of the pandemic. And she said a lot of this was actually made worse by um, politics and businesses. Um, One thing nobody's talking about is how ineffective all these mRNA COVID vaccines are, and that's what they're trying to mandate. But there's actually a company over in Europe called Novavax, or the... Or that's not the company name, that's the vaccine they're working on for COVID-19. And uh, it's not the mRNA bullshit, all this like stuff that everyone in the world was a guinea pig for. It's a, just like a normal old ass style vaccine that uses the uh, protein subunit, like just the protein shell of the COVID vaccine, how the most traditional vaccines work. Yeah, have worked and have decades so of research, and they finally are like working on one, and then I think it's about done, or like even in the testing phase, I'd have to look it up, because I haven't stayed updated on it. But it has so much more potential, in terms of like actually being effective against the virus and not having all these bizarre and whack side effects and. I don't know why the world doesn't care about that vaccine. And as much as I... Because I definitely don't plan on getting one, but I think if I were... vaccinated? Uh, yeah, completely unvaccinated. That's and if I were to I pick one, that. I would go for that one, but I wouldn't touch any of the mRNA bullshit. That's my alarm. Can you turn that off? Thank you. Okay, and uh, I, I also have an opinion on this, of course. Uh, and as much as I'm an advocate for the vaccines and that everybody more or less should get vaccinated, or at least be careful, you know, people really have the tendency to take this shit into their own hands when it's a matter, I think, of public safety and, you know, just sucking it up, more or less. But I think it's easy to see the uh, dystopian connection between if if somebody was up to something nefarious this would be the time to do shit because there was like a I was thinking about it when the R, uh, mRNA vaccines came out like if somebody wanted to alter all of our genomes and do something fucking crazy that would have been the time to do it and we really could have had that happen how do you know it hasn't? Exactly. <laughs> like, I would feel pretty stupid uh, as a big <laughs> supporter of, of vaccination. And not to sound like conspiracy theorists, but do you know all the stuff that uh, people were considered conspiracy theorists for thinking about in the, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and the early 2000s that all got confirmed was real and actually happened with the CIA and the NSA and, you know... No, no, the government would never do anything bad to us. That's a good point. I. It's like, why would people suddenly believe that they wouldn't do it now if it's been happening <laughs> for the past I definitely think we're, we're losing the American idea of trusting the government and believing in America to do the right thing. Because now it's come out, America has been more or less me too and it came out all the bullshit that we were doing and the crazy antics and it's really kind of disgusting because there's not really any way to justify stuff like that oh i found it 
Look at that. Have you guys heard of anything like Operation Wormwood or MK Ultra? I've heard of MK Ultra. Or a lot Ultra. of random CAI, CIA programs that uh, actually happened, and there's declassified documentation of I all of them. I get the link for this. And they did some fucked up things, and they've been spying on us for way longer than we think before, like, computers Here. and mobile phones well, and, like, what we have now even existed. You guys ready for and, this? And the yeah. thing that really sets me off about it is not that... Thank you, Senator, for giving me an uninterrupted opportunity an to represent the harm that is coming to the patients in the American hospitals and the lack of early intervention. My name is Nicole Zerotech. I'm a registered nurse. I've been a registered nurse for over a decade. My specialty is critical care trauma and flight um since the start of the covid pandemic i've actually been rebranded i guess you can say as a leading expert in early intervention strategies executed on a large mass scale using the flccc protocol as well as um ventilator uh, covid patient ventilator protective strategies to optimize uh, covid patients on the ventilators my story actually begins back in may of 2020 i was one of the original nurses that went to nyc to help with the covid pandemic because as we remembered they needed nurses most importantly they needed ventilators well i was the whole package a flight nurse that can manage ventilators and when i arrived there um the gross negligence and the medical you know malfeasance that happened in there and the complete medical mismanagement of these patients is what has led, a, has led us to the situation that we're in right now. The pandemic and the hysteria that was created from poor public health measures and poor execution of appropriate early intervention strategies and the handicapping of medical professionals doing their job has led to where we are right now and into the crisis situation that we are in. I will use several key case studies that will represent larger uh, descriptive statistical information for what I'm going to speak of. But when I was in New York, and what continues to happen today is that many of them are not dying from COVID. Now, many people don't know about me is that I'm actually a master's prepared biochemist, and I have worked extensively with the HIV uh, virus tracking uh, genetic mutations. So I feel very comfortable going toe-to-toe with some of these doctors here. All So just to point out, she's a, a nurse, but she's also a biochemist from what I just heard. So she has multiple accreditations. She's highly educated outside of just being a registered nurse. Now, mm-hmm. just to play the devil's advocate, I want to say that any anybody more or less can go into a science field and, and, and be successful about it. And you don't necessarily have to be right all the time. I'm just curious. I'm just curious as to why this video like keeps getting taken down. Like that this vaccine is so great or like news you anchors. Not accredited people like this. Yeah, and just... That's but she didn't even get into the meat and bones yet. You guys have no idea what she's about to do. Okay, so sh- this is leading up into an argument about not being vaccinated, if I'm No, correct. not necessarily. Okay. Just play Oh, I am not a doctor. I'm just a nurse. But what we saw on these front lines, we knew what was happening. And when we asked for the ibuprofen, they said, no, it was contraindicated. When we asked, like, why aren't we giving them steroids? Oh, well, it's not. We we're just following orders. Following orders has led to the sheer number of deaths that has occurred in these hospitals. I didn't see a single patient die of COVID. I've seen a substantial number of patients die of negligence and medical malfeasance. Um, when I was on the front lines of New York, I'm- I, I will say before it even happens at the end of this video, she references the COVID pandemic um, to the Holocaust. She says they have us essentially in concentration camps. 
which I think Whoa. is a far stretch. Whoa. I have been talking to a lot of my But if you listen to how she uses it figuratively, just, just be warned, just, just so you guys know that's actually known uh, globally viral as the nurse that was in the break room sobbing, saying that they were murdering my patients. This is her. The pharmaceutical companies had gone into those hospitals and decided to um, practice, I guess you can say, on on the minorities, on the disadvantaged, on the marginalized populations that we know that we had no advocates for because the very agencies that should have been protecting them were closed because we were sheltering in place. Uh, Now, I just want to bring to attention the fact that she, as well as everybody else, it appears, in the building is not wearing a mask. (laughs) Even though they're here for some kind of medical, you know, some kind of, I guess this is a courtroom. Looks like they're socially distanced. Well, masks are proven they're not, not to work. Distanced. Yeah, and masks these are, people would be the most educated. Uh, masks aren't effective unless they're legit, like KN95. Now, while masks. I was there, and I saw... Are. We can get KN95 I think they're just N95s. fucking... I don't think they were needed. Federal, whatever. The pharmaceutical the ma- companies the were rolling out onto the patients. I, I tried to get a hold of the IRBs. I tried to get a hold of my appropriate chain of command. I tried CMS. I tried Department of Health. And they rolled out remdesivir onto a substantial number of patients for which we all it's saw it was killing the patients. And now it's the FDA-approved drug that is continuing to kill patients in the United States. As nurses, we've co- collected a statistical or descriptive amount of information that you may not get from the doctors because for more, they do quantitative data. We do qualitative data with a humanistic, phenomenological approach in nursing research. And so we've collected the data from all of these patients across the country from which we have been helping patients because I formed the organization American Frontline Nurses and the Advocacy Network so nurses could advocate for these patients. And all of this data pool shows that as these patients get remdesivir, they have a less than 25% chance of survival if they get more than two doses. Now they're rolling it out on children as well and into the nursing homes or school nursing facilities as early intervention. When bad. as Dr. Pierre Corey and Dr. Merrick have already demonstrated, a number of patients for which we all saw it was killing the patients, and now it's the FDA-approved drug that is continuing to kill patients in the United States. As nurses, we've co- collected a statistical or descriptive amount of information that you may not get from the doctors because for more, they do quantitative data. We do qualitative data with a humanistic, phenomenological approach in nursing research. And so we've collected the data from all of these patients across the country from which we have been helping patients because I formed the organization American Frontline Nurses and the Advocacy Network so nurses could advocate for these patients. And all of this data pool shows that as these patients get remdesivir, they have a less than 25% chance of survival if they get more than two doses. Now they're rolling it out on children as well and into the nursing homes or school nursing facilities as early intervention when as Dr. Pierre Corey and Dr. Merrick have already demonstrated that there are cost-effective medications out there and we are going to see the amplification of death across our country. And we haven't even touched on the vaccines for which all of our expert panels have already very well described that situation. So I won't touch on that since many of them are by far superior to me than, than even I could ever hope to be. But I can tell you that 
two days ago, I, f I flew out my first 10 year old with a heart attack and I had to fight the doctor in the ER because he's like, 10 year olds don't have heart attacks. And I argued back and forth for 30 minutes to force his hand to get an EKG to find out that he was had almost a complete STEMI, which is ST elevated myocardial inf infarction, for which you could see it lit up on the 12 lead EKG. And he's like, well, that's not possible. And I'm like, well, he was just vaccinated yesterday. It is very much possible. At any given time, people are getting a hold of me and the nurse advocates at American Frontline Nurses to help advocate because, as you've seen, there is victim shaming that it does. Oh, it's anxiety. Oh, it's this. But in actuality, if they put down that it was a vaccine injury, the physician, the corporation, the hospital, the clinic, they actually won't get reimbursed. So it gets labeled as anxiety or neuropathy or Jan Barre syndrome when in actuality. So they're. But that was a lot. That was a lot of information. Some of it hit me really hard because... This is a lady that worked in the front lines of this pandemic. I'm going to drop some information on you on top of all of that from a biochemistry standpoint. Uh, I've been looking up the, the chemical, and uh, I'm going to read a sentence with a bunch of words that make no sense. Remdesivir is a nucleotide prodrug of an adenosine analog. Do you know what adenosine is? Yeah, it's, it's one of the building DNA. blocks of DNA. ATP. And what this drug does is it binds to DNA, supposedly just the RNA of the coronavirus molecule, but how would we ever know that? And terminates replication by modifying the DNA of the virus. It's an antiviral drug. And what they just said is it binds to DNA and mutates it. That sounds kind of scary. I can see why it kills people. Yeah, the thing is it's really similar to stuff like CRISPR, which is like a genome editing um you know, sequence. Yeah, but uh, that's way more efficient because it binds specific, like almost 3D printed sections of DNA and it puts them on particles or like almost individual set atoms of gold and like blast the gold particles with DNA attached to them at really high speeds at the DNA they're trying to modify and just like wait until one of them successfully like knocks it out of place and replaces it. It's like really barbaric but it's one of the only methods we have that is like can actually work properly so who's to say we're not being genetically altered right now well no, we are we're yeah. eating genetically modified organisms we're having all kinds of whack hormones and preservatives in our food like this has been happening for a long time and no one's even aware of it all right like Let's the covid the virus is, should more. be the la or the wait. vaccine should be the last of our worries wait 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 wait, wait. so oh, i also had a point about so I, I totally understood. Like I, she's making a very cogent, valid point. But uh, the person that I am, I play devil's advocate for everything. So I'd like to point out that everybody has abnormal health circumstances. When, when the entire world is going through a virus, and you have to develop a solution that suits every fucking person in the world. It's not exactly easy to account for everybody's specific, you know, yeah, deficiencies. So, and that's okay. So then why are we requiring it if we know there's <coughs> going to be these deficiencies? It should be a, you know, an at-risk thing. Why are we forcing something that's at-risk? It should be people's choices. Yeah, and another thing that we I should think be they better fucked enough, up with. You should be a good enough person as it is to just speak up and say, hey, I'll get it. You should, But you shouldn't okay. have to force it. So let's mm -hmm. say that we do do so if we 
say fuck it and let people go around unvaccinated, do we not have to have other restrictions to prevent them from being, you know, spreading COVID and, and super spreading it because they're more susceptible to it? But are they necessarily more susceptible to Yeah, because to that's it? how a vaccine works. It's, I'd argue the complete opposite. It's it's a different <laughs> case for COVID because it's we don't really know the nature of it. and No, we've known the nature of coronavirus. That's just the type of virus it is. It's the, the 19th variant that they have documented in a list of them, and there's even more past that. So we it's never just like we've known it. about what coronaviruses are for a very long time. And like this is just a specific strain of it that is a... Uh, pretty devastating compared to most of the other ones we've seen and it's a mutant of the sars virus if you remember that from yeah in our lifetime like 10 years ago but uh another thing with what you were just talking about the unvaccinated i'm fully unvaccinated but i'd argue that i'm better protected than anyone that has the vaccine currently because i have caught the original variant and the omicron variant and i obviously did fine with it and my immune system has now been trained to target and attack how are you going to say that so what you're saying is that it it's possible that the vaccine makes you more susceptible because it's not really developed in the best of ways and it was you know the way it was developed was like very quick and it had to be rapidly implemented but the point that I was trying to make, I actually forgot. Um, oh, yeah, the point I was trying to make originally was that who's to say someone who's unvaccinated isn't with with the same problems as, you know, the vaccinated people who might have a heart attack or something. Who's to say they're not more at risk from getting COVID without a vaccination? You know, what if that what point if, is that there's always a risk? I hear a lot of what ifs. Yeah, there's just so many documented cases a lot of, what ifs. of people a with the vaccine catching it anyway. Right. And uh, it's not so much that it's the unvaccinated versus vaccinated. I guess that was kind of a shitty point to make. It's more that I'm trying to make the argument that my natural antibodies that my body produced after actually fighting off the virus are more effective than the vaccine. And they should be considered an equivalent when they're not. So, because I'm less susceptible to get it than anyone that only has the vaccine because I've already had the original variant and the Omicron variant. My body can now recognize and attack it. The thing is that it's never guaranteed what reaction your body's going to have to it because there was people that were our age, you know, slightly older in their late, mid-20s um, that got COVID and fucking died because their body wasn't ready for the immune response and they, you know, for whatever reason, complications, all that, they died. So it's a little bit reckless, I think, to say that you can just allow people to get COVID and then they'll be fine afterwards. Because what if you're not initially But that's fine? their choice. No, it's... Why? Why would you want someone else dictating your life? Because the, because having a life is better than having freedom and dying. But you're opinion. just told that. None of that is fact. No, I just made it up. That's my opinion. That's wow. my values. That's my beliefs. I, I think that freedom is 
obviously one of the major standpoints that we have that make this country so great in the first place and that people are always trying to get back to. But at a certain point, like when there's clear and present danger, you have to be able to give up some of your freedom for the good of the public. Because but that's what we define did. Define clear and... A clear and present danger is something that kills millions of people, like COVID. Right? I mean, but, how, how could but you... But like this nurse was saying, these people aren't even dying from actual COVID. You're being told they're dying from COVID. Yeah, so th that's another, uh, you know, apple full of worms that we could get into. But it... You know, you can't say that it's entirely these pharmaceutical drugs that are killing people. Because what about in the beginning of the pandemic before we had drugs to give people? There were still people dying. Right? That was before the vaccines and everything. So you can't say that deaths are being caused by... I'm, I'm sure there are deaths that are closely related or implicated. But who's to say that's not less than the amount that we had when it was bad. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's it's just hard to, like, note because people have their own feelings of what's bad and what's good, you know? Yeah, and I, I think one of the things, one of the problems that we run into often as a country is when you allow people to get emotionally invested in things like their political party or whether or not they're vaccinated, doesn't always go the best way. You know, and it's not that mm -hmm. we should have less freedom because of that or compromise any of our values because of that, but it's just something that you have to be careful about. Henry? Do you get a flu shot every year when the new updated flu shot comes out for new variants? I do. Every single one of them? I do. I don't believe that. I don't think anyone does. Isn't that what like do you mean? 30 shots? Well, uh, <clears throat> this, this is from the perspective of a public school student who was forced to do it every year. That's so not I one of the requirements for public school. school. Once a year, Most of the main ones like tuber for tuberculosis and... Uh, chicken pox and all that stuff if you get a special exemption you're allowed to not the flu shot is one of the vaccines. only ones that's just like completely optional seriously and you actually have to like go out to fucking like rite aid or something to get it every year well, or like ask your doctor to no, get they it. Would it's, a, it in it's our a state schools. to state policy though in, in new york new city York's different. there was a definite real risk of of spreading around the flu like it was fucking covid before COVID and, and people were really aware of, of things on that scale. Um, but yeah, they, they would just ask you, do you want to get it up the nose or a shot? And I would get it up the nose. Um, and, you know, I have a big family, so it's if, if all six of us didn't get the vaccine, the chances of us bringing home COVID are pretty, or not COVID, sorry, the flu. I'm fucking, my mind is all brainwashed about this. But it, if one of us was to bring home the flu, then all of a sudden we'd all be fucked, you know? Yeah. And that's how we thought about it with COVID, too. Everybody got as, got vaccinated as soon as, you know, federally possible. And, I like, I, I don't understand why that should be a abnormal thing. 
Just because, like, not a lot of people die from the flu. Yes, they like, do. Between 291,000 and 646,000 people worldwide die from influenza every year. Even if it was yeah, between 10,000 to 15,000, like, in yeah, the U.S., but, like, uh, it would be. Worldwide. That's a... That, it, could, it has the potential to be over half a Can million people every year. Can we find the statistics about the U.S.? Because we only have 300 million I think people. we only have like 30,000 or something. I have the CDC thing somewhere. Let me find it. We got our data guy on it. Do you want I, to move I to literally here? just had it pulled up. How do you feel sitting in the big boss chair now? <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, it's good stuff. Man. We we need to get some new chairs as well for our podcast. So I cannot be breaking need, my like, ass on this Real computer thing. chairs. Yeah, that, uh, with wheels. But mm -hmm. oh, they would make a lot of noise. So that's the only thing we have to worry about. Here's the tennis balls. Here's 2010 to 2017. 37,000. Okay, so 37,000 in 2010. What was the highest number? Uh, probably fifty-one thousand. Let me see if I can. Fifty-one thousand uh, people dying 61, of the flu 000. in one year. That's insane. Like, if you can imagine, and that's just in the U.S. Not like, to make it morbid, but if if you can imagine fifty-one thousand six hundred bodies, that's that's uh, a lot of people. That's probably yeah. like a mile. And the reason I brought that up is because everyone that is like really for the vaccine for COVID. I don't. I almost don't know anyone that goes and gets the influenza vaccine every year, and it's pretty much the exact same situation. Like it kills a ton of people, and no one's talking about it. It's not over the new all over the news every single day. Because and we've like, just lived with yeah, it. Yeah, we've just lived lives. with it for thousands of years, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't think the COVID virus is much different. Up I until totally recently, agree. though, it wasn't ever a choice for people to get the measles vaccine. The fucking chicken pox vaccine because nobody wants measles or goddamn chicken pox. Yeah. And but if you truly like want to refuse it, you can for your child. Yes. I have all the But why? Why why are you smarter than everybody else? And like don't get me wrong. But I, I think vaccines are a good thing. Yeah, uh, don't get I, me wrong. I definitely agree with the vaccines for most viruses but like mm -hmm. well, i'm only gonna take the ones that have decades of research that they've been doing for a long time and it's proven to work whereas this one was just too rushed and i don't want to be a guinea pig i want to get the one that actually fucking works does that make sense i do I, that sorry that does make sense and at the same time because i've already caught it twice at this point like i don't see a point in me even getting it for this maybe for future variants that i can catch but like i'm i'm resistant to the ones that are currently going around and almost, I have less than a 1% chance well, of catching them again. When did you catch uh, the original COVID variant? Uh, they were both pretty recently, within the past year. But, but you know that... So recently we've discovered two new variants within the past, what, three, four months? Yeah, Omicron was the big one, and that's the and second Delta. one I caught. People were shitting their yeah. pants over Delta for a while. Let's not forget about that. Uh, I actually caught the Omicron variant. And so did about half of my family because it was super contagious. That one was super contagious, but I, I think the uh, the negative effects of it weren't as harsh as some of the other variants, but it was mm -hmm. much more contagious. 
my nose so it spread much like, faster. It felt yeah. like someone was fucking my nose, um, you know, penetration-wise, uh, the entire time. But besides that, really, just a walk in the park, you know, no... <laughs> the first time I had COVID was awful. I was almost like, it changed my headspace like a psychedelic drug. Like, I was stuck in a really weird, for like, paranoid, delirious state for weeks. Like, That's actually like it was crazy. so much worse than the Omicron variant. It was unbelievable. At least uh, from my personal That's experience. That's your microchip and like up. I, it honestly like it didn't even have much physical effects on my body. Like it changed my mental state more than anything. And like it just really fucked me up and put me down in a hole for weeks. Now, and like I just like I felt like I was fucked up off of drugs. Do you think that your own personal feelings and anxieties and, and all this different stuff could have factored into some of that? No, I was at the trail running every day before and while I had it. Like, uh, <laughs> I was drinking beer with the homies off school. Like, it, I was have I was in a really good state of mind right before I caught it. Right. And, like, getting ready to go back to college. Yeah, but I, I think the thing about COVID that's so impactful is uh all the fear and anxiety that people have around it yeah like i saw that with my mom and little sister especially because they're uh, uh not immune disorders but like much higher risk and have respiratory issues and yeah compromised immune systems and they're just like much higher risk and uh just like what happened with you like whenever me or my sister caught it like Everyone. Everyone caught it, so my mom and little sister ended up getting it both times as well, and my mom got pneumonia from really the first one, and like was How in the hospital for a couple recovery? days, and like she just couldn't breathe for like weeks, maybe even months, and like See, still that, has that's issues why with it. Was it was such a thing yeah. was because it's not necessarily the the able-bodied young people that we were worried about; it's everyone else that you might interact with in your day-to-day life. And that, that's what made it so scary. You know, there was a genuine outbreak of people turning agoraphobic and germaphobic at the same fucking time because everyone people walking was around in hazmat suits. Mm-hmm. And my I, mom was one of those people. She was, like, deathly terrified of it. And she, like, ended up in the hospital and almost died from it. But now she just, like, kind of isn't scared of it whatsoever. And she also, like, just does not agree with the vaccine still, even after almost dying from it. Like, she just does not see the point. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a thing now at this point because it's been so long that we're just like, oh, COVID, crazy. But, like, if, if you were genuinely there, you know, rationalizing things during that time of period, it seemed fucking insane. Like, the amount of public fear that was going around and genuine mistrust between people. But also, you know, as it went on, there was, like, some teaming up and working together. And I thought that was cool, like, to see people on such a big scale, you know, helping each other out. But, I don't know, it, it kind of proves, it, it shows that the not, you know, the only weapon isn't the deadly virus that literally kills people. It, it's the people that are fine that don't want to wear their mask. And they think it's an infringement on their personal freedom for some reason and that it goes against the constitution and I could go on and on and I don't think that's right I don't think it's necessarily up to you to decide of course it it is on like a micro scale but clear and present danger 
So you're just willing to give away your freedoms to the government? If it's for the betterment of most people. The thing is, it's not just my freedom either, you know? It's everybody. It's not like it's one group of people being discriminated against. That's obviously, you know, that's one of the things that we try to correct and avoid, you know. And if you look at recent history, it doesn't necessarily look like that. But we're definitely trending upwards in terms of, you know, social acceptance and all this other cool shit. But I, I I don't think it's an issue of giving up my freedom, you know. It's more like... I guess if you if you give it up now, you're you get it back faster, and that's what Wait, I really. That's just say yeah. you get it back. So that's that's the entire thing with that is. Do you really think you're ever gonna get it back? It's not. They just grabbed you by the balls and know they can do it again. It's all they're. Yeah, gonna... all we've shown them is that they can do that. And they're going to push us and push us and see how but far they can we, take away from breaks. us can you until not someone breaks. It in the context of the, na- the, the, the worldwide thing that's going on, it, it's not just the government acting in a vacuum and wanting to... If they chose to make us wear masks because the air quality was bad, people would be shitting their pants and would be right. They've already proven that they can't handle this kind of thing properly. Mm-hmm. Stop the curve two weeks, baby, and now we're over two years into this. Because nobody stopped the fucking curve. That's what happened. The bubble bubbled, and everybody got popped, you know? Like, it. if, if we had just collectively... I, I'm not saying this with absolute, you know, fact, because I don't know what would have happened, but... If people had kind of hunkered down and really done everything that they were supposed to, obviously there's still going to be some people fucking around. Let's say that that adds a couple months. We could have been done in five or six months, realistically, because some countries did, you know? Yeah. And they're done with fucking coronavirus now until other filthy mongrels bring it back from other countries. And But that also has very little to do with the people there and more the government's response to it. And look at our country. Generally, we are on a much wider scale. It's yeah, a lot and, harder. and all the countries with those awesome statistics Super are very tiny. small countries. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and... It, like, I, I some not that. even the size of states. Yeah, they have, like, uh, literally thousands of, of citizens, and that's it. Like, 100,000 or... You know, New York City has, I believe now, 8 million people. And that's Damn. bigger than a couple countries combined. But actually, like, a decent amount of countries combined, which is fucking nuts. Um, but that's another cool natural experiment that, that shows people things. I just think that... Uh... I think that generally government intervention into the lives of the public is never going to be clean. It's never going to work 100% right off the bat because it's not, like I said before, when you're trying to apply things on a big scale to every single person on a little scale, there's got to be a a mismatch somewhere. But wouldn't you want to have, like... 
your government on a smaller scale so you can deal with people in your same area dealing with the same exact <coughs> issues. I've, I've thought about that before. Uh, like, what, what if the United States was to, to split into a bunch of smaller countries? Like, let's say the, the Northeast becomes its own entity and the Midwest and the West. And I think there would definitely be some benefits, but we would give up the things that we enjoy, like having a gigantic army, which I'm also not an advocate for. I think we can afford to lose some of that stuff because at this point it's kind of just fueling corruption. You know, when you have that much money and power going around, somebody's going to be corrupt somewhere. Oh, while we're talking about this, you remember I was telling you about what's going on in Ukraine right now with P oh, Putin, yeah. and they were talking about the potential invasion this Friday. Obviously, well, it didn't happen. Podcast but podcast uh, haven't heard about this, but I'm sure they know what's going on. I mean, this is yeah. a big fucking but, uh, thing. But Putin, uh, I, I just read somewhere that he finally like, kind of responded to it, and he basically said that uh, Russia could not take NATO in a war, but... But. That NATO wouldn't win either. Mutually assured destruction type thing. Yeah, or? like so. I I'm already aware that Russia has dead man switches all over the country. Where uh, I don't know Meaning. much else about it, but essentially they're missile silos that are programmed to automatically go off at certain countries around the world In with nuclear intercontinental missiles. And uh, if Christ. someone doesn't enter the codes to like shut them off for the next week or whatever, they're going off. So if Russia blows up, those all go off and everything else blows up with Russia. Wow. That's their style. We can't do shit about it. Because with the current technology, it, I think it takes anywhere from 5 to 30 minutes to, to, for us to detect an incoming intercontinental missile of that type. And uh, that's not enough time. Yeah, it's not. It'll still just cause full-blown devastation on the whole world. Like, you just get... There's nothing we could do about it. Mutually assured destruction without a doubt. And that's why I don't think a war will ever happen. And it's just like Cold War Part 2. Dick-swinging contest of sorts. War of attrition. Because, like, not everyone in the world wants to die. Yeah, it's not that's crazy? kind of a common ground, right? The government doesn't, <laughs> doesn't get that. It's like if you kill us, you die too. Well, I guess I guess they're probably not going to kill them. Yeah, and I, I I think that's that shouldn't be the terms that we have to come to to get some kind of lasting peace. But at this point, what are we really doing with wars? I mean, we we have the ability to talk to everybody now, so it's not like there's going to be. Miscommunication. It's just we resource control at this point. Yeah, control that's over resources. That's all it's ever been, and all it ever will be, for the most part. Yeah, and, and there's really no clean way to solve that either. Because if 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 we put all our energy into solving one thing, we could probably solve one thing. Universal government on would not world. work. It just you can't control that. No, no, that that's many not people. what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, I'm just saying like that's the only potential solution, and that just will never work. Like that's not an option. But, you can't control that many people. It just but doesn't don't happen. Don't you think if we were all collectively to focus on, let's say, world hunger, and every single country had like a Paris Treaty type agreement where we all come together and we say these are the steps we're going to take towards ending world hunger. I think it's possible with all the resources we have in the world now to do something about it. But the thing is that level of cooperation is 
almost impossible. It's fucking made yeah, it's up. Yeah, not possible. I just made it up. And it, it's sad because it's like a tragedy of the commons. You know, we have all this stuff available, but in the United States, we're using the crops that we grow to feed cows, to feed people instead of just feeding people. And we outsource <coughs> most of our food. But the one thing that the U.S. does particularly well is livestock, like chickens and cows, pigs, you know, things that shit everywhere and pollute. I know all about it. Yeah, so you, where I'm you know from. where I'm coming from. Yeah. Be about time to wrap yeah. up. That's a good point to call it. Yeah. I think it's a good point that to was a good, that was a good, good inaugural episode yeah. of the podcast. As you can see, we talk about a lot of different things. We're all over the place because a large majority of us have attention deficit disorders. Yeah, and actually, if if we're doing the podcast the way I think, then all three of the members actually have uh, attention deficit disorder of some sort. Uh, which is interesting. You'll probably be able to notice as we go on. You'll be maybe even in this episode once we listen back to it. Um, but we're gonna do big things because we talk about shit that people don't like to talk about. And we've got big ideas. Hell yeah! Can we run some of that back? That's still going.